0: Welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Maddie.
1: And I am Scout. And we are Sisters IRL. And I am jacked up on caffeine. We are jacked up on caffeine! Okay, everyone's earbuds just got And guess fucked. what? Oh, what, Mads? It's Tell me. It's
2: Thursday! Oh my
0: god, is it a TGI date? T- yeah. And you know what? We are just feeling generous We are feeling... We're just giving the people what they want. We're giving them the content they deserve. They deserve in their soul. On a soul fucking level, you deserve a Thursday episode from OK Sis. Okay, so you're wearing your headphones and I literally can't hear you. Oh, I'm so sorry, but it sounds really loud here. I I am aware. You are hyper loud. I'll Uh, I'll let you know. I'm trying to... uh, meet match i'm trying to uh overextend myself because i literally cannot hear you so i just want to make sure people can
1: hear yeah people can hear me it sounds great in the headphones okay thanks for being concerned um, I'm but always yes. concerned about um, the audio levels and yeah. this, you know, audio format. Oh, are you? Because you fucking blow the speakers up. So when I edit the podcast, because I do all the editing for some reason, and it shows like the levels of volume, and it's green, yellow, red, and Mads frequently goes into the
0: red. Oh, of and course. once it goes into the red, like you can't salvage the audio. Like. You it, it's shot. So you're saying my audio is unsalvageable. Yeah, I've actually sent it to somebody. actually, I
1: recorded. Like, I sent someone a clip of me going in the red, and it's like you can't salvage it once it's in the red. And yours is constantly just hitting that
0: red button. You guys, I'm just giving you the energy,
1: or or quite draining us. I'm not uh, well, sure. you know
0: what? I'm gonna look at it as an energy giver, okay. and it's you know the audio is just transmitting. Through to the listener, and they are enjoying it. I hope I'm giving you some energy.
1: Okay, well, let's talk about the Bachelorette.
0: The bachelorette wait let's try to harmonize. right Okay, ready? I don't even know what that means, but let's try. Go. What do you mean? Are you going high or low? Okay, I go high. You ready? Okay, one, two, three. The The (laughs) (laughs) Bachelorette. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay. The The Bachelorette. I have
1: to go high. You have to go low. Okay, Okay, let's try it one more time. Ready?
0: The Bachelorette, bachelorette
1: is wow, that was that was actually, I think, really good. Are we <laughs> pop stars? Yeah. Should we come out with a single? Yeah. No. Um, okay, so Taysha is the new bachelorette because Claire apparently found love. I didn't even know they were filming because of COVID. But
0: so they started filming about a month ago, I believe, and they are doing it kind of like Paradise style where they rented out I think it's La Quinta. Resort looking to Inn No, no, no not like No, not La Quinta Inn. No, sorry, sorry. What is it? Whatever. Sandals. It's in, Sandals. It's no. It's in La Quinta. Okay. It's a resort in La Quinta. They shut it down, and they're filming just there at okay. the resort. Oi, talk about stir crazy cabin yeah. fever. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like a paradise. paradise. So yeah. Claire was there. I think they had like forty-two men, and I think they're like still forty-two. Wearing, because if any of them did get COVID, they'd have to replace them with others. What if she like <laughs> loves? It's like the last week
1: she like wants to propose to one or wants one as COVID.
0: COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well she's like i'll get covid for him i know that's like oh a true quarantine romance tr- i'll I get covid for you anyway so you. she apparently found love and refused like a little baby to continue on with the show when i mean it's interesting no no, no no you Clara's know what? she's older she's not fucking around she's not here for fame i understand she's, like, ready to get married but i understand i'm just saying like you know what you signed up for when you went on The Bachelor, yeah. And the girls on The Morning Toast had a really good point where they said, like, you think, like, Col- I mean, Colton waited; he knew it was Cassie the whole time. Jo JoJo uh, jo- jo knew it was Jordan the whole time. I mean, you know pretty much. Immediately, like who you're gonna choose. But listen, and it's just like that is the fucking game. Like you gotta pretend like you like the other people until the end. That is what you signed up for, and that's the contract. You can't just like decide that you're just gonna leave. Like I'm sorry, and And also just like fuck a few dudes before you get engaged, real quick. Yeah, just I, I don't know. It just seems. Really disrespectful to the franchise. I mean, I'm living for it. I'm one, I'm so excited Tasha is the new bachelorette, and also I'm just living for I'm excited to watch. Like, I'm a, see, Thank excited God. to have the
1: bachelorette. The only thing that I would say, I would say that Claire did the right thing in the sense that her intentions were clearly pure, that she was actually looking for love. However, she clearly disregarded potentially and not potentially the amount of money that went into filming that, that right. they have to scrap and never use. She well, no, cost no, no, them no. a lot of money. No,
0: no, no, they're going to use it. So they're going to show us. Oh, and then Tayshia's just going to walk yeah. in? Yeah, No, so they're going to show <laughs> your face. Oh, my God. I thought so they were going to show us reshoot everything. No, 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 no. They're going to show us Claire's, and then Claire is going to deliver Tasha And apparently they're deliver. actually... Yeah, De- I don't here's, know. Here's on a silver platter Here for you, men. Here is for the men. But apparently, actually, they're going to switch out the, ca- the cast because they for Claire's season they cast it a little older whereas for Taisha, mm. they need a little younger skewing and it's kind of annoying because it would be really disrespectful to Taisha if they expected her to go in and try to find love with this this pool of guys because they casted them specifically for Claire so like they do cast based on who the lead is so do you think is gonna say you stay you stay you stay you I don't go, know you go. I don't know what's gonna happen but apparently they're switching it out so this, damn. Is, so this Tayshia's is be- like
1: on she's already on the island
0: probably she's there she's ready they she probably said like hey get on a plane tomorrow you're the new bachelorette yeah i think that's how it usually goes where they just they tell you literally day of i think they tell you like on your way to good morning america jesus yeah so um we're here for it we're excited we are so here for Tisha, it she should have been in the bachelorette to begin with i don't know what happened yeah she's gorgeous
1: so pretty anyways it's gonna be a great season obviously things are getting shaken up because claire left and COVID and fuck 2020 but i hope taisha finds do you think mad james's season is gonna have to be shot in like a quarantine situation like this I think they're going to see how it goes with this one. Yeah. And then, but potentially. Well, I, mean, I mean, it worked. Look, look, Claire found someone. It worked yeah, in quarantine. Yeah. I think they'll probably like, you know, I mean, look, it's going to take, what, three months to film Taysha's season right now. And then it takes a little bit in editing. So this isn't even going to come out for another four months, let's say. Well, it
0: usually comes j- out January.
1: Yeah. So it comes out January and then we wait the three months to watch the show. And then they, you know, like, but Matt James has already claimed to be the Bachelor. So they could technically start a little earlier. So the world might. Be totally different. I mean, as we know, no
0: two days are the same in this in, world anymore. In the queue, in the yes. queue, baby. All right. Well, we are stoked as proud members of Bachelor Nation. I am. I am so ready for it. Yeah, me too. hundred percent. Okay, um, sisters. I want to give a little shout out to a nonprofit organization that one of our sisters is a part of, and she is looking for volunteers for her project called the Borgen project. Over the past 20 years, the number of people who are malnourished has been res- reduced by 50% and more children are in school today than at any time period in history. Global poverty can seem daunting, but success in alleviating suffering is occurring across the globe. To learn how you can volunteer at the Borgen Project and take action locally to help our global community, visit borgenproject.org that's www.b o r g e n p r o j e c t which is (laughs) project.org. I don't think I was supposed to spell out project. Sisters, you guys are smart. You know how to spell project. Um, Really cool organization. And we hope you sisters, if you're looking to give back, uh,
1: check it out. Yeah. And we'll have the link in the show notes so you can quickly link or Click and check it out. I love this. This is really great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a little housekeeping. We have a secret Facebook group, OK Sisters, or link in the show notes. Join it. It's popping. You know, like I was I felt like I hadn't been in there for a few days, and so I just went in yesterday, and I was like, hi, sisters. I love you all, um, just to say hi, because I kind of missed our sisterhood. Don't you feel like m- – I don't know why, but I think it's because I am not driving up to L.A. every week that the format of and we're doing a lot of Zoom calls that the format and energy of the podcast is different as an experience between you and me so I was just like I feel kind of disconnected from my sisterhood because I don't know why so I went in and I <laughs> <Okay>. said hi <laughs> anyways love yeah. you guys and then um, we have a newsletter that comes out every Monday you can sign up at okasispodcast.com. all this is in the link in our bio too on Instagram and you can rate review subscribe woohoo we need some new
0: reviews guys it's been a while if you haven't reviewed us now is your chance and if you haven't noticed I've been posting it on Instagram stories so if you want a yeah, you guys- chance to be posted and I'll tag you if I, if I can figure out who you are, yeah. From the girl, reviews,
1: one girl wrote that she listens to us in her sleep, and I know. I'm like, level of dedication, a hundred, a hundred.
0: Yeah, she's a VIP member of the sisterhood. Truly, you know what? I'm just trying to think. You know uh, what? What have you been manifesting these days? Because I just thought um, that, dude, a lot. We, yeah, I know. But we're oh, actually, I, I do have a little manifestation update. Okay. Um. So in 2020, I manifested a restoration hardware cloud couch. And these are not cheap couches. Um, but I was willing because of the manifestation, I was willing to make myself go broke as a result. Now um, I'm moving in with don't, my don't do that disclaimer, don't do okay, that. Okay. My I'm moving in with my boyfriend. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I have not said this. I have
1: not told anyone you are moving in with Ben June. Ben June. Yes, I'm moving Maddie in with is the boys. an adult. She is a woman. She's moving in with a man. I'm adulting hard,
0: guys. It's well, like hardcore adulting. Sister. I know. Well, the queue has sped up the timeline a little bit because we were like, you know what? Bless- blessings of the queue. Blessings of the queue. You know what? Blessings, blessings of the queue, yeah, truly. For sure. So, anyways, we're moving in together and I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to now finally purchase the big girl couch. And I'm obsessed with this couch. I went to Restoration Hardware, tried it out, found the perfect one I want. And I brought in, I brought in the the man, the man of the hour. Benji. He didn't like it. And I said, this is the couch and it's a lot of money. How much money? Be the, well it depends there's a lot of configurations but like the one i wanted was like 5k okay that's that's a fucking decent and amount that's, that's a, i mean i was gonna get a credit card and do it like monthly like oh, i, I could a terrible idea i don't care i couldn't guys this is everything <laughs> maddie is saying do not follow this this is not good advice okay well, well listen listen so i manifested it it was about to come true i and i bring him to restoration hardware to sit on the couch and he is like this couch is garbage. Um, He's like, I literally feel like I'm, I'm in a sink, like sink sand, sink sand, sink, quicksand. quicksand. Quicksand." sand. He's like, I'm, I, I am in the couch. I'm not, I'm Mm. a part of the couch. Mm. I'm not on it. I'm, in it. Mm. I am in the fluff. I am one with the couch. I am one with the couch, which is true. Uh, when we tried Lauren Elizabeth's cloud couch, I was one with the couch. Oh, you were. That's right. Yeah. You, you cannot get up, dude. You can't get up from that couch, no. which is fine because I love that. I love sinking in. I love being cozy. He was like, oh, my God, this is not even a, this is not even a, this is not a seating option. This, this is not what seats are for. I was like, oh, my God, no. But then it did save me a lot Break of money. Break so, the, the relationship's so, over. Yeah. Oh, we've learned a lot e- about each other during this time. So he, then we went to uh, Ashley Furniture, you know, the next best place. I would love to. to see you in an Ashley <laughs> oh furniture. Oh my God. The next, you know, just, um, you didn't even try like CB2. Well, we went to West Elm and it was, all, it was equally $4,000 for this couch that we wanted. And I was oh, like, okay, probably well, like if, worse quality. At yeah, West Elm. I was like, why would I, ju- I if we're going to like not pay a lot, if the, if money in my mind doesn't really work. I was either going to pay 5k or just like pay a thousand. I'm not yeah. gonna pay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it's the dream couch, it's the dream couch. But if, if it's not the dream couch, let me just get something from Ashley that Furniture. It looks, looks good. Okay. So we go to Ashley Furniture, which you know is just like obviously the next choice after Restoration Hardware or okay. oh, to Living Spaces. And Ben sits in this one couch, and he's like, just just so like you have, <laughs> just so that you have like um, reference of what I like. And I sit on this <laughs> this couch, and it's a cardboard. It is. A piece of wood that I have sat on. And I was like, Ben, are you kidding me? This is so uncomfortable. I'm like sitting up straight like a fucking professor. I'm sitting on a plank of wood. And it's funny because he loves our dad's couches. Our dad just paid, I don't even want to say how much money for this. So uncomfortable. So. The most uncomfortable. His girlfriend wants to replace them and he literally just bought them. them. And they're the most uncomfortable. Ben is obsessed. Ben oh. loves them. so Ben so doesn't ben want firm. the
1: AC, and Ben likes firm. He we likes have sperm. issues here. He, we went
0: to go to Casper because I was like, you know what? We're getting a new bed. We're going to splurge on Casper. I hear oh, it's great. Oh no! Oh the uh, the uh, the word of the fucking two weeks has been Cal King, King? King. I'm getting a Cal King. I'm getting a Cal King. Guess what? Guess what, guys? I got a Cal King. Oh, <laughs> did now. I tell you what I just purchased? Fucking purchased a Cal King. So that's what I've been hearing. We went all to day Casper. Long. I felt like I was sleep. I was laying on a cloud. I was like this is this is luxury at the finest and we love luxury and he was like <laughs> I'm like, in the bed I'm-
2: Okay. It's it's really
0: squishy. I didn't know. And so we were like, "Do you guys have anything firmer?" They're like, "Oh, that's that's the firmest <laughs> one we have." And so we have to go okay. naturally volume levels, naturally. Volume levels. You know where we go next? Sleep and sit. No, sit and sleep. Sit and sleep. <laughs> Was this like a whole day thing? Well, it's been, I mean, yeah, we were, well, no, it was a couple days. We went to to Ashley Furniture. Okay. So can you just tell us what you got? Okay. So then we go to sit and sleep when we try Nectar, which is a, it's made by one of the co-founders of Casper and it's much firmer, but, but also good for me. So it was a good medium. So we got, we got Nectar, which is great. And then we go to Ashley Furniture and I find this couch that's like a cloud couch dupe essentially. And he agreed. Oh, wow. Ladies. Ladies. It's it's a little firmer. I I
1: feel like I can breathe now. That story was really intense. So you know
0: what? What I'm beginning to learn about moving in with your boyfriend. Compromise. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. You got to compromise, and you just got to hear the other person out and understand. And that is what we've done. We got a semi-firm mattress and a fake cloud couch that is also semi-firm. And you are blessed. I am so blessed in the QQ So blessed. So <laughs> Jesus, um you that know, was so I, Wow, what yeah, a story. Yeah, what a story.
1: I don't know if people have turned this off, but you know. <laughs> thanks for sharing. Um, can't wait to see pics of the Cow King. Yes. Um, oh, I was gonna ask you, what are yeah. you doing with your new parachute
0: sheets? Did you give them to our stepsister? I gave them to our stepsister. You bitch. And she You what? I would have taken them. Well, she paid me for them. Oh yeah okay. also you had a full not a queen yeah i no, you wouldn't have fit well you would have you've been able duvet, to take everything but the but the fitted sheet the fitted sheet you would have had to go to another one Ugh. um she paid she paid me but then we got new stuff for coffee. cool i feel bad because
1: you just bought that parachute it's i know exciting.
0: it was really exciting and i i recounted the whole experience on the pod and uh no more yeah no, no more. longer no longer but you know what you know what's
1: it's coming up coming up Co- oh my god oh my god oh my god I'm so sorry if you're wearing air- airpods like I I sincerely apologize please don't send me your medical bills cow Cal- 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 literally mad's texts I me she goes oh my god what are you doing and she's like I'm i'm looking up the cow king <laughs> and, then, and then like 10 minutes later she's like i purchased the cow king and then we're at dinner at my dad's guess what i did today i'm like what mads she goes i got a cow king She is so fucking stoked about this cow king bed i mean it's like ridiculous
0: it's just a grown-up move you know what i mean you I get it i when have a you, queen still yeah when you get it because we laid in the queen and we were like "I'm," um, i was like i can feel you and we've been sleeping in a full this whole time uh, yeah it's like you're literally just sleeping on top of one another yeah. And your feet are dangling off. Okay. I'm not even a tall person and my feet are fucking dangling off. That's like a schwitzy mess. Okay. Oh, let's like get to the point real. of this fucking episode. Okay. Um, bonus episode, sisters. Well, oh wait.
1: Oh, <laughs> wait, Seriously, you have more? Like there's more coming <laughs> oh, out of you right now? Matthew, what?
0: I just want to tie it all back together. The reason I said manifestation was because I was like, we need to get James Charles on the podcast in 2020. I wrote it down in my manifestation journal. We're not close to that whatsoever. He, he's I think like impossible are. to find. I think we can do it.
1: But his email is like, I literally talk with Bill Hader's publicist. I've talked with <laughs> Meryl Streep's publicist for my work. I've talked with Brian Grazer's okay, publicist. We're find it. And guess whose email I can't find? Fucking James Charles. Okay,
0: sisters, please help us. We need to get connected to him.
1: Everybody DM him like five times a
0: day. Yeah. We need to I mean, he needs to just know about us. We we share a uh, sisterhood. Maybe he's like pissed at us. Oh, please. He has no idea who we are.
1: Yeah, but he might be pissed at us. Okay, great. Hey, um, okay. right. <laughs> the reason that
0: we have this bonus episode <laughs> is because we did a pot swap with Aurora McClausland and for her podcast called Your Best Friend's Podcast, which our episode comes out
1: today. Yes. So once you're done
0: listening to this, go over and listen to that. And we talk um, on this episode, we, specifically, we talk a lot about um, her... she's an influencer she's a mom but also she just came out as bisexual but she's married she's She's a a former mormon do you say former more i guess yeah yeah um so there's a lot of topics that we discuss here she's a fascinating woman so young but so sophisticated and
1: she just feels really sure of herself like i feel
0: i feel as if she is
1: a really great example of kind of following your own heart and your own intentions and your own belief system i think she's a really great example of that so it was super fun to catch up and it was so cute all of her kids were in the video before we started and, and her husband had to like take them out and they didn't want to leave it was so cute fresh fresh well Truly anyways precious. enjoy this episode with aurora and make sure to go check out her podcast and listen to us there bye, bye. sisters
0: Aurora McCausland is a social media influencer who found her beginnings by mixing her love of photography with a little competition. After declaring that she could get more Instagram followers than her husband, she fell in love with content creation and loves to share her life in creative and relatable ways. During this journey, she started her own podcast and has been hosting Your Best Friends podcast for about a year and a half. Aurora lives in Utah, where she juggles her job and being a full-time mom to two adorable boys and about 17
1: O-K-A-Y-S-I-S.
0: Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair
1: shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and neutrophil addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Good, how are you? Good, I'm so excited we're doing this. We are
0: so excited to have you. We just witnessed like this adorable family moment right before we started (laughs) recording. Um, You have two adorable boys and they're just like so precious. They're so cute. And I mean, God, the mom life, the quarantine life, the the full job life, like we're going to get into it all because you're obviously superhuman. Um, Thank you.
1: (laughs) Let's do uh, current fixations. Okay. Awesome. I will start. So my current fixation right now is this body oil by Drifters Organics. It's I never thought that I needed a body oil. I didn't understand the point of a body oil. Um I'm obsessed. every I put it on my feet, my legs, like all over my body right before I go to bed, like while I'm doing my skincare routine just to get that extra hydration. and every time I get out of the shower, I put it on as well. Um, I use the Well Grounded one. Um, That's like the, they have that in the imaginary picnic. Um, Well Grounded is my favorite. And it's just a really nice, you know, Mads and I are super into skincare and We spend so much time in our skincare, but then like we completely neglect the rest of our body. So this body oil and I have really dry skin, so it makes sense that I would be using a body oil like on a regular basis. So it's just a really nice extra ritual that I've added into my morning and night routine. And it's just like it just makes me feel good inside. It makes me feel like I'm nourishing all of me versus just my face love it
0: and i remember a while ago i had mentioned body oils to you and you were like perplexed by the even notion of putting oil on your body but now you understand like it is very soothing it doesn't like feel gross and oily like you feel like moisturized and flat and, and smooth
1: yeah there's is a really good brand too and it's super cute little glass bottle like I just love the whole thing
0: we I mean it has to be cute for us to you know use it so okay my current fixation so friends The sisterhood knows that I am a bloated queen forever and always. I am literally never not bloated. And I was on the, uh, you know, this little app called TikTok where, um, you know, I learn all of my trends and all of the tips for anything. And you know what is very funny? There is like a section of TikTok for like constipated and bloated TikTok. There are like lymphatic drainage massages for your stomach when you're bloated. Like, I'm not joking. This is a whole section of TikTok that I'm, obviously it's all over my For You page because I have like embodied the bloated queen. Regardless, there has been one thing that someone said uh, where there is a tea and an ingredient, I guess, called dandelion root. And there's a tea that I got at any, any, uh, you know, grocery store, yogi tea and it's dandelion root. And I think it has like licorice or something else. And it's very, very good for digestion and bloating. So I drink, I've been drinking that every night and you know what, The bloated is still there because I literally have never not bloated, but I do the, I do the bye-bye blow. Everyone knows I do that. I do calm magnesium in the nighttime and I do this dandelion root. So who knows if it's working or not, but it does feel good. It does taste very delicious. So maybe if you're just, you know, looking for some sort of other solution, hit that up. I'm glad that it's working. It's like sort of working. Maybe. It's like sort of working. We'll see. But it's good, It's it just feels, it, it's just a new ingredient that I've never heard of that helps with bloating, so we're good.
1: Love it. Okay, Aurora, what is your current fixation?
2: So my current fixation is, I have been taking the yummiest CBD gummies. Um, I am a big fan of CBD, I have been for years, but I have only ever tried CBD gummies that had like melatonin in them, and so they make you really tired, mm. and so you can only take them at night but I found some that don't have any and they don't taste super CBD, but they also don't taste super like fake and fruity. Um, anyway, they're super convenient. If I was going places, I would be able to just throw them in my bag conveniently and not have to worry about the mess, but I'm not. so (laughs) So I just eat them at home, but yeah, I've been loving them. They're from a company called winged CBD and all of their blends are supposed to be like specifically for women or whatever, but I've been loving them.
1: Yeah, we're we're big on the CBD train over here at OKS. Okay yes. It's a it's a staple in my in my routine. That's for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so we're so excited. Obviously, you're a mother, an incredible content creator, and just an all around very soulful person. I feel like that's like the vibe when I look at your Instagram.
2: Thank um, you.
1: We kind of wanted to, you know, we're gonna get into your life as a mom and all that stuff, but we really wanted to talk to you really openly because you just came out as bisexual and mm-hmm. it confused a lot of people because you realized you were bisexual after you had married your husband and mm-hmm. this is such i think a beautiful process to watch someone go through to really come into their own and really connect with a layer of themselves that they weren't they didn't know was there so we would love to talk to you kind of about this sexual awakening and that you really kind of understood yourself more so can you tell us for those that might not know you or have seen your your YouTube video or your Instagram kind of the process you've had with your sexuality and the journey you've had and and how it makes you feel right now?
2: Yeah. So um I grew up in a very religious household. Um, and I feel like as is a theme with very religious households, um I was taught growing up that homosexuality was a sin and all of that lovely religious stuff. Um, so I honestly didn't even like consider that it could be an option. You know, it was one of those things that like sinners were gay and and we are not sinners. So like, you know, that just wasn't even the, in the realm of possibilities. Um, and I never considered it until I was like a fully grown adult. I met my husband when we were babies um he was eighteen and I was nineteen and we got married within a year of meeting each other so yes, I know <laughs> um we uh which is very common honestly in Utah so it's it didn't feel surprising at the time, but now whenever I mention it, I'm like, Ugh, yeah so <laughs> I did that when I was nineteen um but yeah, so we got married and um I think I started to realize that I like could be attracted to girls in college um I had a roommate that I had been friends with since high school and um I think there was this I mean I guess this is just not like a common theme for everyone out there um but I know a lot of people who like me, like didn't really understand their sexuality in high school, had those friendships that they didn't realize were like kind of crushes. So we're still really tight now. She'll probably listen to this. So if you're listening, What's love that? you girl. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we're still really good friends now, but we both kind of, we're both bisexual and we both came out much later. And I think we both kind of had this like very unspoken crush on each other, but we didn't realize that that's what it was because we both grew up super religious. Um, and then we were, uh, college roommates and yeah, we ended up having a Valentine's day party and we played spin the bottle and we kissed. And I was like, interesting that I am feeling this way (laughs) right now. Um, so yeah, it kind of just, that's kind of how I started to realize, but, uh, I still felt very much like repress, like repressed. I repressed that part of myself until I had been married for like probably a year. I, I kind
0: of want to ask a little bit about, um, the confidence that you had, or, or maybe that's not the right word, but, you know, growing up very religious and having these, um, principles kind of ingrained in your head, like how did, how could you come out of that? Like how, how were you able to maybe erase some of those prejudices and biases that you grew up with? And, you know, it was implicit within yourself that you were supposed to even hate that part of yourself or think it's a sin. So how did, how did you come to terms with it and really embrace it and celebrate it?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I think a big part of it is that I didn't really recognize that in myself until my husband and I had left the church that we grew up in. So we both grew up super religious in the same church. And about a year after we got married, we we kind of realized that we didn't believe that. And it just wasn't something that we personally felt was right for us. And we felt happier when we were not practicing that lifestyle and going to that church. And so we stopped, um, and kind of around when I, like, I did a bunch of research. It was a really you know, big thing for us because both of our families are very religious. Um, and most of our siblings are, we also both come from massively huge families. We each have eight siblings. So, um, it's like this huge family theme. Um, But yeah, so we, when we left the church, it kind of gave me this opportunity to question a lot of things I had grown up thinking were true. So like my sexuality, I kind of, um, you know, was able to recognize those instances and been like, okay, so I think that that means that I'm not straight, but also I'm very attracted to my husband. So I don't think that I'm gay. And so through that and like kind of that entire process of, um, yeah, leaving the church and questioning everything and kind of rebuilding, like, the foundations of what I believed and, like, who I was, I guess, was how I was able to come to terms with that.
1: That is such, I mean, that's such a transformative process to go through, especially at such a young age, to completely Mm -hmm. question the reality that you've been given at birth, the reality you've been taught, and understanding that you can construct reality in, in the way that you want to. I'm going through something very similar, not in a religious sense, but just in a philosophical or mindset sense, I would say. Was any what talk about the fear that might have come up during those moments and and, and how you stuck to what your intuition was telling you versus what you had institutionally learned?
2: Um, I think it's something that I'm still unlearning. Like I spent two decades growing up a certain way, learning something, you know, and it's so ingrained in every aspect of your life. There are, you know, within the church, I grew up in very specific rules and guidelines that you have to live with like every single day from what you wear to like, I wasn't allowed to drink coffee. Like there are such strict rules growing up that, it kind of was overwhelming when I first left the church and it was trying all these new things and, but also feeling like a lot of guilt around them. Um, and so there are some aspects of it that really don't feel that way anymore that I feel like I've completely replaced those aspects of my life with new things. Like I don't give a damn if I drink coffee now, it is like second nature. I have like five cups a day. Um, and same, like I unwind with a glass of wine, like every single night, like those things no longer feel, um, like wrong or shameful. But I think there are a lot of like the more systemic things that I still constantly have to unlearn, like, you know, homophobia and racism. And there are just so many layers of that, that I feel like are such subconscious layers that I'm still, having to unlearn yeah. those.
0: So, you know, I'm curious to know what forms your sexuality takes now, if you're comfortable speaking about that. I know that in your YouTube video, you mentioned that you have never had sex with a woman and that's something that you'll probably mm-hmm. not do because you're married and it's, does you know, coming out as bi does not invalidate your your marriage. It is just a a part of you so I wonder kind of like what are you gonna do about it <laughs>
2: um that's honestly one of the biggest questions that I've gotten because people are like okay yeah. and like <laughs> like you're bisexual but you're married to a man so like what does it even matter um and I think I mean because truly it doesn't really change a lot except for like how I feel about myself because I I knew that I was I've known that I've been bisexual for a while and I came out to my husband and close friends like a year or so ago. Um, but it was one of those things that coming out publicly and just kind of stating that and being like, Hey, this really doesn't change any aspect of my life. Like, unless heaven forbid something were to happen to my husband, like, I'm going to be married to him until the day we both die. And so I don't anticipate like, ever being with a woman and that's fine with me, but it's just nice to be able to, um, I don't know, kind of like not, I guess like live my truth and like realize that that's an aspect of who I am. And also I feel like as someone who has a platform, even though it's not that big, but having a platform, I feel like it's important to, you know, be open and honest about those things for other people. And I, after I came out, got so many DMs from women who, just like me who were like you know what i also realized that i was bi after i got married to a man and you know i'm married and i love him and we have a bunch of kids but like kind of in the same situation as you and so it's nice to see kind of that representation and um yeah and to see that it's like kind of a weird situation and a lot of people will say like well it doesn't matter and you know why make a big deal about it but i think that it's really important to I don't know, show that it's more common than you think. And I think a lot of people expect bisexual people to be in relationships with people of the same sex in order for their sexuality to be valid. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N ads.com.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, there's so many things to unpack there, right? Like people wanting to, like, say, well, now aren't you going to leave your husband and, like, invalidate your husband? And then there's also the lay of your of your husband and you feeling really secure in your relationship and knowing that just because you have this fluidity in your sexuality has nothing to do with the fact that you guys chose each other as life partners. So how is your – I mean, your husband is clearly a very strong, confident man – how mm-hmm. has he kind of held space for you during this during this process and, and also not felt as if, oh, my wife's going to leave me for a girl because she's bisexual, which is like what people's minds unfortunately go to immediately.
2: Yeah, so what's funny is he kind of realized that I was bisexual before I did and never really fully like said it, but there was definitely this um, like, we would have these conversations and we would like joke to each other and he would insinuate that he knew I was bisexual and I would insinuate that, yes, I was bisexual, but we never actually said it for a long time. And so, um, when I finally told him it was kind of like, okay. And like (laughs) we've been new, like (laughs) what's the news? Um, so he's never really felt threatened. And I honestly feel like he, takes it more as like this badge of pride. And he's like, you could be with women, but you choose to be with Mm -hmm. me. So like, (laughs) wow, what a mensch. We love him. Yeah, I know. He's truly the best.
1: I love that. Yeah. So there's, I mean, I mean, it's incredible just to see also you stand so strong in your power. Like for some reason, I think people get really um, threatened when someone is other than something that's supposed to be like straight, right? And so just because you are attracted to women doesn't mean you're gonna leave your husband for another woman just the same way as just because you're attracted to men doesn't mean you're gonna leave your husband for another man. It's the yes, person exactly. you've fallen in love
0: with. hmm
1: That's interesting. Yes. So, I you,
0: love all that. so you so you mention um you have this following obviously you're a content creator. This is your full time job. Um Talk a little bit about why you felt this need to share this aspect of your life. Because um, obviously as an influencer, you do have to, you kind of, people expect you to give every part of yourself, but why, why was it super important that this was something that you shared with your community?
2: Yeah. So honestly, it was more just that, again, even though my life hasn't really like the way that I live my daily life hasn't changed since I came out. I have felt like lighter, like I have felt like I'm truly showing up as myself. And even though I'm not like posting about being bisexual on Instagram all the time, I just truly feel like there aren't these like hidden layers of myself. Like obviously there are always going to be some things that I keep private because that's my business, but when it comes to something like that, I feel like I'm not, I don't know. I just feel like I'm truly myself. And so I feel like coming out always felt like this kind of, I don't know. It was just something that I didn't talk about in like the space, like the LGBT space. I just never mentioned that or talked about it. And I feel like that's something I wanted to be able to participate in and say like, Hey, I am, like here at the table and like, you know, and I'm not just an ally. I don't know. it. Like I could have been content my whole life probably being just an ally, but I wanted to be able to have that representation and also just really feel free. And so I truly feel like free, like now that I've posted it.
1: What would you say? Because I think that this is really critical beyond sexuality, right? When someone comes out to the world with something that feels vulnerable but feels so authentic to who they are and they want that freedom and they want to stand really in their power and say, no, this is who I am, it might look weird to you or this or that, what would you say to someone who's listening who is – debating whether or not they should come forth with a piece of information or an identity aspect of themselves or even a lifestyle choice um that they feel they might have to explain themselves or might not get the best results or are afraid what would you say to them
2: so i would say to start small you don't have to come out to the whole world with whatever the whatever it is um just come out to the people that you trust or you know, just pick like one person. So obviously for me, it was my husband. I you know, kind of, the thing is we didn't even have like a real conversation where I came out to him. Like I kind of mentioned it and he was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I would say to start small and find people that you know are gonna support you. And even if it is, like if you feel like you don't have someone in your family or friend group that's going to accept that, someone online that, you know, is going to support that just so you can tell someone and you can get into that practice of like stepping into who you are and knowing like, and knowing yourself and knowing your worth before you make those steps to come out to other groups of people. And I also think it's okay to come out to people in stages. Like I, um, came out to my husband and then I, you know posted on like my personal instagram account um like shortly after and was like hey guys i'm bisexual have a great day and you know and so i was able to do that in stages to where when i did post on my instagram it didn't feel as like heavy like it didn't feel quite as big
1: i love the way you came out too you said hi i'm bi happy pride month <laughs>
2: I just feel like I didn't really have a lot else to say on this subject, yeah, you know? and you shouldn't also have to explain
0: yourself, which is kind of a really frustrating mm-hmm. thing about um, people who are part of the LGBT community is that there is this, like, insane pressure and stress that, ha- that comes with having to come out. Like, the fact that straight people don't have to have that type of worry or challenge in their life is is very interesting. So like, you know, when, when someone comes out as bi, we always want some sort of explanation or like, okay, give us a story. Like, where did this come from? But that's not, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't, no one owes us that. So it's really interesting. How cool Mm -hmm. would it be?
1: How cool would it be if we lived in a world where like every single person had to come out and they like had to go through life experiences? Yeah. Well, did you see that movie? Did you you watch that
0: movie Love, Simon? No. So he's uh, a gay kid in high school. And essentially there's a scene in the movie where he's like, oh, this is so annoying that I have to come out. It's like, so, you know, whatever. It's like, what if, what if straight people had to come out? It like flips it. And it's all these like straight kids being like, mom, I'm straight. And they're being like. No! like it's so great it's just if when you flip it you're like holy shit it is kind of ridiculous that we have this like insane you know it's like a new identity and it's like an unraveling where no it's like this is just who you are it's always who you've been um i really love that so i, I do want to touch on you being a mom because i think that is you're obviously a very young mom uh you got married very young i think it, obviously that probably had to do with something with um uh, with your religion so I want to know more so like how do you plan to talk to your sons about this or how do you plan to uh, teach them about sex because you obviously or I'm not I don't want to assume but it seems like you grew up with like little to no sex education and that's probably not what you want to impart onto your kids so how are you going to approach that when the time is right
2: yeah, so I truly had no idea how sex worked until I got married. And that is not how wow. I want <laughs> Yeah, that's not how well, I mean like shortly before I got married, but didn't I didn't know anything. I was very surprised by a number of things. And so that's just not what I want for my kids. Um we try really hard to be I mean my kids are really young, so I have a 3-year-old and a 10-month-old. So they're not at an age yet where they're asking questions, but um, I feel like what's important at their age is to make sure that they have, um, like there's representation um, in their life. So they are, I don't want them to ever see someone who's gay and think that that's weird. Like I want that to just be normal. Like they're just a person. Um, And so, you know, I try to like, one of my favorite things is when he, when my oldest son turned two, or maybe one, I can't remember. One of my friends got him the cutest book. It's called A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo. And it's a book about gay bunnies. And it is the cutest kids book in the world. And it's one of his favorites. And we read it all the time. And it talks about like how, you know, basically you can love whoever you want and it doesn't matter what other people think or what their rules are. Like you love who you love. Um, and so I've tried to find little ways like that to just make sure that they're you know, there's that representation. Um, His godfather is also gay. And so whenever he is dating someone new, he brings him by. We, you know, have no qualms with them being affectionate with each other because we want him to see that that's normal. We want him to see that like love is just love and you love who you love. And it doesn't really matter as long as everybody is happy and healthy and consenting. And then we do also try really hard to make sure that he understands consent and how his own body works. Um, I think growing up really religious, there was a lot of shame around my own body and around sex and sexuality. And so we don't, um, we don't use any like dumb pet names for body parts Yeah. <laughs> because I, I think they're dumb. And so, you know, he's very aware of what everything is called. And we also, you know, set those boundaries, you know, so, you know, we try to discuss um, consent and things like that. He has Another really great book that his um, nanny got him called "Feminism for Boys and it's the cutest little book, and there's like a whole like couple pages on it that talks about like if someone asks you not to touch them or to leave them alone, you know no means no, and you have to leave them alone. Um, so we're trying really hard to instill those things in him because I feel like as a mother of boys it is really my responsibility to make sure that they don't grow up to be a stupid boy (laughs) and that he like learns all of those things.
0: Absolutely.
2: That is
1: so rad. I remember also just like providing in that space, safe space. I remember we were in the car when we were younger with Mads, my mom and dad, and Maddie just says, what's masturbation? And I got really quiet because I knew, but Mads was pretty young. And my mom and my mom just said, oh, it's when – someone sexually pleasures themselves by themselves without another human being. And Maddie was like, Oh, okay, thanks. And then we just like kept going with our day. And it was so, it was so great that Maddie felt comfortable. I mean, I don't know if she knew it was a sexual term, but then after my mom explained it, like it was a very comfortable situation for all of us.
2: Yeah. I think it's really important to just not put like all the shame on that. Like it's a normal thing. Like we always tell him like, you know, Oh, well your penis is for private. So, you know, it's, as long as you are young, <laughs> um, it is, you know, if like, cause he's a, he's a young boy, he will touch it. And he's like, what is this? And so I'm always like, oh, well that's for, you know, if you're by yourself, like don't, don't touch it in front of other people. Cause that's inappropriate. But like, I'm trying really hard to not let him think that there's like shame around that. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So we want to transition to talk about your podcast, your best friend's podcast which is just such a great name, first of all. Um, We're going to be on it right after this. So we're so excited. Um, So tell us a little bit about why you transitioned into the podcasting space. What makes you, um, what is the podcast about? What can people expect? All the things.
2: Yes. So Um, The podcast actually used, I used to have a co-host, but that did not work out and I still really wanted to do it. So I kind of transitioned over to doing it by myself, which has been a very different experience, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, So it's a lot of interviews. I try to have as many like diverse people on as possible. And we just talk about like everything. Um, I recently had my friend, Sarah, The Birds Papaya on and we talked all about body positivity and that whole movement and that was incredible. Um, I had a bunch of people on for Pride Month, which was a lot of fun to get to talk about that. Um, Yeah, so it's really just a lot of like everything Um, and it's so much fun. I truly think it's my favorite medium um like i prefer it over instagram and youtube and tiktok maybe not tiktok <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but like i i love it it's so much fun to be able to connect with people on such a more personal level than you can just over like instagram or youtube and it's yeah it's been so much fun i i love podcasting mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yes, we are here for it. So every all the sisters, you have to check us out on your, your podcast. We'll like figure yes. all that good stuff out. Um, okay, so we love wrapping up all of our conversations with this beautiful question. If you could brag about anything that you've accomplished in your life and don't be humble,
2: what would you brag about? I am a really, 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 really good cook. Like a really good cook and I love cooking and I love baking. So I would say that. I would, I will brag till the cows come home about how good of a cook I am. (laughs) We're we're coming over for dinner post-quarantine. Perfect. Perfect. Come over whenever. Okay. Let everybody know where they can
1: find you and your podcast and all that good stuff.
2: Yes. So my podcast is your best friend's podcast. Um, you can find us anywhere the podcasts are and my Instagram for the podcast is your best friend's podcast. Um, I am on Instagram as Aurora McCausland, my last name is spelled M C C A U S L A N D, and then it is the same handle for TikTok and YouTube. Oh, love it! Follow
0: us on TikTok too. We will be TikTok buddies. Oh yeah, I love yes,
1: it. Yes, I totally will. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can find us at OKSIS Podcast. Thanks, sisters. Thanks, sisters.